1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
0: On this episode, a man in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, says Sasquatch communicate with him and others using a set of symbols fashioned out of twigs, leaves and stones that they leave on trails. He calls this form of communication communication. Glyphs.
2: People are always asking me what do these symbols mean. A lot of people are trying to put together an alphabet like of these things, right? And they're trying to figure out they think it's just a, a standard meaning across the board, but that's not my experience. My experience is that if they're for you, they're gonna personalize them according to what you think they are.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Hall of the Paranormal.com. William J. Hall is the author of The World's Most Haunted House, the true story of the Bridgeport Poltergeist on Lindley Street. This is really a classic in the paranormal field, a very chilling account of this well-documented haunting that was witnessed by police and other emergency responders and priests. Well... William has a neat new paranormal shopping site called halloftheparanormal.com. Why don't you visit and check it out, and you'll get a 20% off code, a 179-page ebook called Humorous Hauntings, plus a subscription to Bill's Newsletter. There's so much on the website. There's ghost hunting equipment, salt lamps, incense burners, even jewelry, gift baskets, and more. So check it out at HallOfTheParanormal.com. That's HallOfTheParanormal.com. H A L L of the Paranormal.com.
1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett, pursuing the truth wherever it leads.
0: Happy Friday. Hope you had a great week. The weather is grand, isn't it? But it's only early June and my Toronto Blue Jays are already fading fast. They are heading south. This is going to be a rough year for us Jays fans. I'll tell you that much. Maybe I should take up bird watching instead of baseball. I was just reading the accounts of this bird watcher who was in Waterton National Park, which is in Alberta. And uh, he was scanning the tree line through his binoculars when he saw some movement and thought he was looking at a grizzly bear. But then this creature walked out of the trees into a clearing on two legs, and its movement he described was very fluid, not like a bear's, and it walked quickly. It was perhaps eight feet tall. It had dark brown hair, much darker than the local cinnamon black bears. Large shoulders, a bulky body like a a silverback gorilla, well-defined pectorals. His arms were swinging as it walked, but not overly long. And occasionally the creature would crouch down and it would do so with ease and it took no notice of him. Eventually, it disappeared back into the woods. This bird watcher was initially a complete skeptic, but is now a firm believer in Sasquatch. So too is my next guest. He hasn't seen them from afar through binoculars. He's had much closer, more intimate encounters, although he would describe them as more spiritual and telepathic in nature than actual physical encounters with Sasquatch. In the early spring of 2012, Brian Bland was walking his dogs along the dikes in his hometown of Maple Ridge, BC, when he suddenly glanced up at the mountains. Something was calling him, and he knew he had to get up there. It was much more than a feeling and something he would grow familiar with in the ensuing years. What unfolded and continues to happen is a beautiful relationship with the Sasquatch people, They have given him insight into who they are, and more importantly, who he is. Because, as he says, it really becomes more about yourself in many ways. Early on, he discovered that they communicate with a form of stick writing called glyphs. Brian Bland, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you?
2: I'm good, Richard. Uh, Can I say that I'm really, really honored to and excited to talk about the Sasquatch people? It's... uh it's, it's really in my heart, and I'm I'm really excited to talk to you. It's it's great, yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad I'm glad to have you on, because this is a fascinating story that you have. Mm-hmm. This involves Bigfoot communication, Sasquatch communication. First of all, tell the people w- where you're from, where you're living right now, and and what that area is like.
2: Well, I live in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, and um, you know I'm just like ten minutes away from the woods, and it's you know, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, it's, um, woods, uh, mountains, uh, rivers. It's, it's just beautiful. know. Yeah.
0: So you're surrounded by v- virtually untamed wilderness. Is that a fair description?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, not surrounded, but if I go 10 minutes, uh, geez, my directions are horrible, <laughs> but if I go 10 minutes, this away, if you can right. imagine, uh, you know, then I'm I'm in the wood, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, I can go forever, yeah, yeah.
0: And your your first encounter with a Bigfoot, uh, explain that.
2: Well, it it wasn't so okay. Well, it was I was walking my dogs along the dikes in uh in Maple Ridge, or actually in Pet Meadows, to be more precise, which is a little kind of part of Maple Ridge, and um, I got a like. It wasn't a feeling. It was like it's the first time I experienced this, and, and now in retrospect, I understand it completely because it happens all the time and it's developed and everything. But I just looked up into the mountains and I thought something is calling me. It was a really strong call to go up there. And uh, you know, shortly after that, I got ahold a hold of a guy that I that I saw on, a, on a, actually a Sasquatch site. It was actually called Bigfoot Encounters, I guess by the late Bobby Short. And I saw that this guy was actually local to me. So I sent him a Facebook request. And before I knew it, I was going out into the woods with him. And things pretty well took off right away. You said then, it was,
0: Sorry, excuse me, Brian, but you said it was calling. Was this telepathically? Was this audible? What did it sound like?
2: It was a, a thought impression. It was a feeling. You know, I have had mine speak as well, but a lot of the stuff they do are just like thought impressions, you know. It was just like it was just I just like I said, it was not a feeling. It was very it was a very strong knowing that I had to get up into the woods there.
0: And that, was there a specific message?
2: Um not at that particular time. Just said I knew I had to go up there. But then things started unfolding. Like I said, I got a hold of um This uh, fellow, Randy Brisson, and, um, you know, we we started going up there together, and, uh, you know, I met other people, and they they connect people. I found out as you go along, they connect people. That's what they do.
0: Sasquatch connects people.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. They absolutely do. So Uh,
0: when you first had this telepathic communication, if I can use that expression— Mm-hmm. what What led you to conclude that it was sasquatch uh, had you researched before? did you know much about sasquatch? did you expect that this is some this is a way that they might try and communicate? Did you know about this
2: no uh I didn't even really know it was sasquatch. I don't think I just knew something was calling me and then but you know at that time I've always been fascinated with them, and you know I was looking on a lot of websites and whatever so I don't think I knew it was specifically them at that time, but you know, like I said, I did get a hold of this fellow when I found out it was them, you know, very shortly But
0: So after you start exploring the woods with this community that you've met on Facebook, when was your second encounter or third or,
2: um, well, as soon as, as soon as I went out with this fellow, he took, we went out and we, uh, we were just like five minutes into our walk and he, um, he pointed to something on the ground and he said, you see those little peeled sticks there? And I looked at them and I saw that there was a little design. It certainly didn't look random. It looked like it was arranged, you know, with intelligence. And he said, Sasquatch do that. And, um, you know, for about two or three years, I never had my face off the path, to be honest. I was just fascinated with it. And they started communicating with me with, with their stick language, um, like all the time. Like it was, it was like, it's, it's like an education. It's like kindergarten to grade one, to grade two. They kept adding things, making it a little more complex until I could understand what they were talking about. And then they would move on, you know, and make it sort of like, you know, school, like, you know, two times, and then it's the four times tables and then multiplication kind of thing. Whatever. Interesting.
0: Can you describe some of the characters that the Sasquatch use? Uh, that they fashion out of these twigs? Do they use just twigs or stones, leaves?
2: Yeah, they use them all. They use them all. Some of them are very artistic and creative. Uh, There's one female in particular that's very artistic, and she uses a lot of leaves. And they also will use rocks, and quite often that will represent them. A rock will represent, like if there's five rocks with the glyph, that's what we we call them, glyph. Um, You know, it, it, it...
0: And what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal, but if you want more, listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. Now these are not just random um random designs is I mean is there a re, are there repeating symbols so that you know if you see two st- sticks arranged in a certain way this means this uh, if you see a stone with a leaf, this means this. I mean, has, is anyone actually trying to catalog this and, and figure out if they can decipher this language?
2: Well, it, not long, I think about a year or two into it, I found out that, you see, there, it, it's it's telepathic in a lot of ways, and it's also, they, like I said, they can place thoughts in your head and they can read your thoughts, so they actually... If they're trying to communicate with you, they will customize their glyphs according to what you understand them to be. Um, for instance, uh, uh, some of them have like, some of the um, the clan members, I call them the clan, the, the, the family group that I know, uh, they will put their initials or their signatures in the glyphs and sometimes they'll weave them into like complete sentences and complex or whatever, but that didn't happen until I, you know, learned a little more. But yes, I mean, like, H stands for uh, a certain uh, member of the clan, and A does, and uh, 4, and I got to know all that, whatever, so.
0: How often do you find these glyphs when you go out uh, in the woods?
2: I used to find them all the time. I'm not finding them as much now because they're not needed as much with me now.
0: Interesting. I, still find
2: them, like, I, I used to find them, like, Constantly.
0: Constantly. And where are they placed along a, a well-trodden footpath, or do you have to go looking for them?
2: Uh, they can be anywhere. They can be way, way off trail. Uh, they can be right on the trail. Sometimes they'll be on the trail, and when you come back, they're gone. Sometimes they'll—I've actually had them change right before my eyes. Even, like they Say they again? Chained. Yeah. I, I've. <laughs> okay, well, one time, I came up—I I just got out of my car— and uh, I noticed one right by the right by the car, you know, like when I'm parking to go into on my hike or whatever. And uh, I looked at it, and I knew it was them because I recognized it by, by uh, you know, I recognized it by experience. And I, I took a picture of it. And something caught my attention to the left. So I looked to my left for just a few seconds, and then when I looked back, it was obviously moved. A uh, piece had been picked up and and. Taken over a, a, a part of the glyph that was actually uh, off the ground, so what, it, it wasn't flat on the ground. So the piece that moved had to actually have been picked up and put over top of the elevator part, and then it was tucked in. And it, you know, it was was just so. You know, I've got pictures of the uh, before and after, and and actually when I came back a hour later, it was completely changed again. How, so how do you
0: oh, how do you imagine they would do that? Have they told you how they do that?
2: well they can cloak and whatever i mean they can be invisible and be right beside you so i mean they haven't told me how they do it but that's i know they can cloak and and stuff so i would think that's a point that's one possibility
0: how many what's the longest sort of string of glyphs that you've seen in in terms of the number of characters Roughly.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you a really interesting story. But actually, I just wanted to tell you because I didn't answer your question properly. Yeah, I've seen I've seen these glyphs all over the place. I've seen them in Oregon, Washington, everywhere I've gone. Actually, I see them. So, hmm. you know, I eliminated the chance that it was any chance that it was people. It was just there's just no no way. I mean, I've seen them everywhere I go, and they and they play around with them everywhere I go too. So, as far as the longest one I've seen, um, well like I said some of them will read like sentences uh, and you know can I tell you a story of a, a, a really uh, yes please okay well i was on I was talking on a on a radio show a while back or not a while back in 2012 and um, one of the ladies uh the host said why don't you make your own glyph your own signature glyph you know like What I mean by that is something that they can associate me with. Right. So I I did that, and I um, noticed that, you know, they started playing around with it. They started moving it and changing it, and then I started noticing once in a while that it was, uh, that they actually incorporated it into some of their glyphs, and, like, they wove it together with, like, H's and A's, which I told you stands for other clan members or whatever, and they had my name in there, and... So one time I was uh, probably the most uh, spectacular incident with that. In that regard, was I? I was uh, walking in the woods and I saw just just one that was like it had the H, the A, the four. It had them all woven together. These are not just like these are like they go under and over. I mean they're intricate, and it had my B in there too. And as soon as I seen it, I knew what it meant. It also had an open triangle kind of thing on top, which is like a roof of protection kind of thing. So as soon as I seen it, I knew we're family, we're connected, we're protecting you, we're watching you, and whatever. And it was really emotional. I was like totally emotional when I saw it. It was like, wow, this is just so beautiful. And so at that time, I was sharing everything on Facebook. Well, I still do. I, I still share everything freely because I want people to learn about it right right, it's a, right. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing so anyway so I got home and I had like at that, at that time I was taking a lot of pictures I think I took like 160 pictures or something that day mm. <laughs> so, yeah and probably uh, probably 50 or 60 of them were clips like in those days they were just just all you know they were doing them a lot and um so I took the picture and I was excited and then about half an hour later on my hike I said I better make sure I have that picture because I'm, I'm gonna go back and I'll take it again, because I I really was excited about it. The message was so beautiful, it was personal, it was touching, so. I got home and uh, I put all 160 pictures on Facebook, and I was talking to my friend Tom Cantrell, and uh, my girlfriend, Sue, and we were discussing it, and I was telling them, you know, what it meant, and you know, we were talking about it, whatever, and about five minutes in to the discussion, uh, I noticed there was only 150 pictures, uh, 159 pictures on Facebook. That one had somehow been removed. And not only that, my friend Tom had, because we were kind of working on uh, gloves and whatever, we had a, an interest in it. We were kind of, had a little project going on about them. He uh, saved that particular picture to his hard drive because it was, a, you know, it was a, an important one and um, so anyway so as it turned out that picture was taken off facebook the only one that was taken off facebook it disappeared from tom's hard drive and i checked my my actual camera and it was gone off of my camera too every other picture was on there
0: my word yeah so
2: but but, but i know why i it, I, I know why And reference i thought about it later and it, it was because that was only for me and plus they also wanted to show me what they could do right
0: right, right. yeah so they are telepathic they have um they are, they have t- the ability of uh, what would you say telekinesis uh they are psychic mhm um they also have they're also social media savvy <laughs> yes uh,
2: yeah yeah fascinating so uh yeah. I, I, I want to I tell you, like, a, a, just an example of this, sorry Richard, but um, for instance, I'll be going along and I'll say, I wonder if a thought will pop into my head, like, and, you know, they, they put the thought in my head, I wonder if they left a glyph by my car, for instance, you know, that thought will come into my head and then I, I walked up to the car and there was an elaborate glyph right there, or um, just things like that, I'll think of something and then they'll 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 show me, like, right away. Like right, right, immediately Immediately.
0: Are, are you now fairly fluent in Sasquatch glyphs? Would you consider yourself to be fluent?
2: Mm, I'm fluent in the ones that they, they that are for me. Right. And people are always asking me, what do these symbols mean? A lot of people are trying to put together an alphabet, like, of these things, right? And they're trying to figure out, they think it's just a, a standard meaning across the board. But that's not my experience. My experience is that if they're if they're for you, they're gonna personalize them according to what you what you think they are. Right. Because they can read your mind and, and they will they will do it that way. Like for instance, um, you know, like Re, one of the clan members, uh Rajase, of these these uh, these names I did have one name actually come into my head that they gave me, but these other names, um, Other people that got me uh, going initially gave me these names. And then I realized, you know, and they started interacting with me according to my understanding of that. But I'm not really even sure if that is their name. But it doesn't matter because they interact with me according to that understanding, right? So I think A means RE, the clan leader. The message with the A in it will will have that meaning, right?
0: Right. Have they ever left glyphs right by your house
2: wow oh god i'm glad you asked that uh that's this is so yeah they've actually yes my mother died a a few months ago in february i think and um, uh they are so loving and caring. they came and they left first of all they left a glyph right by my car out on the road and they had a, a peel stick stuck right under the bumper you know there's no other pill sticks on the street there's only one you know like this has happened so many times uh, that kind of thing where they'll put something where you just know what's them because you recognize it and also just has to be because it's just how it is so and, and my father had just got off the phone and told me my, my mother had died so I thought okay I've got to go out into the woods get some um, you know for sanctuary peace of mind think, think about things and as soon as I got off the car I, I saw that glyph right under, you know, like stuck under my bumper and it was uh, like I was over, overcome. It was just beautiful. And then the very next day I went out and they left, uh, an open triangle glyph that pointed exactly to where they live. Mm -hmm. And also they, yeah, and they've also left like glyphs at my other, my townhouse that I lived in prior to this. Yeah. They, they have come to, yeah, they can come to your house. As a matter of fact, one appeared in my room one time, believe it or not.
0: I will come back to that. (laughs) Uh, But I wanted to ask about footprints. Have you seen footprints? Have you seen scat? Have you seen any other physical evidence of Sasquatch?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm not really concerned. That's not my thing. Footprints are a dime a dozen up here, honestly. We found lots of trackways. uh, There's soft moss, soft uh, green mossy carpet on the forest floor, and, and their tracks show up really well there. I mean, they, they also will, they also will lead us to footprints and stuff or whatever, like, you know, I've been, I've got the feeling I've got to go here. I'll be directed to go somewhere and I'll see a big blocky glyph or something that's nothing spectacular, but right beside it is a footprint, you know, like kind of thing.
0: I'm sure if Bigfoot knew about Life Extensions Mega Green Tea Extract, they'd direct you to try it. Life Extensions Mega Green Tea Extract provides powerful antioxidant effects throughout the body. Green tea contains health-promoting polyphenols, including a powerful antioxidant, which has been the subject of extensive scientific research. Why don't you pour on these multiple health benefits for yourself? Green tea is a powerful antioxidant. It supports cell membrane integrity, it boosts liver detoxification, enhances immune function and helps maintain healthy blood cholesterol, LDL and triglyceride levels and much more. Life Extensions Mega Green Tea Extract is decaffeinated yet it contains more polyphenols in one capsule than seven cups of green tea. The Chinese have used green tea for therapeutic purposes since 2000 BC and more recently, volumes of published scientific findings attest to its multiple health benefits One capsule a day of Mega Green Tea Extract is all you need Why don't you give your body what it needs? Order right now from Life Extension and save 25%. Just go to SmartClickIdea.com. That's SmartClickIdea.com. SmartClickIdea.com.
1: The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self evident. Let me just read that again, I don't know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett.
0: Bigfoot experiencer Brian Bland is here, describing his encounters with Bigfoot and their system of communication using twigs called glyphs. So let's circle back to the, uh, the sighting of Sasquatch in your house. Okay. How did that happen? Tell me, walk me through it.
2: Well, I was just um, actually. Actually, two things happen. I'll tell you the first one. You know the old uh, reel-to-reel things with the little, the little—I um, uh, guess each little slide or whatever. You know what I mean? In the old movie reels. Yes. How oh, it with the perforated edges. And, yes. The, yes. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just laying in bed one day, and I just seen it right, like a vision, right before my eyes. It looked like that kind of film or whatever and it almost looked like the patterson film right walking left to right and it was like wow (laughs) it was kind of kind of interesting like for some reason none of this stuff shakes me up it's just because when they do stuff like that it seems like you're ready for it they don't they don't yeah anyway but the other time
0: oh no sorry let me just drill down on this one So, so that I understand what you're talking about, you saw a Sasquatch as if he was on or this individual Sasquatch was on film playing in your room, almost like what, like a hologram?
2: Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. It was like, it was watching a little movie clip or something. Yeah, it it was. And it, it, like I said, it looked like the perforated little things in those uh, old reel to reels. It was Really, really interesting how it was like that, but yeah, that's what happened. How long did that last for? A um, few seconds at least, you know, three or four seconds, I guess.
0: Right. What did the individual Sasquatch look like?
2: It kind of looked like the Patterson film. You know, you know, you're familiar with so that. Sure, absolutely.
0: That's that's like the Zapruder film of cryptozoology. So, yeah. we, do you think they were sh- they the Sasquatch were actually showing you the Patterson film?
1: Mm,
2: I don't know. I don't know. It was similar. I'm not sure. It was walking left to right, and I can't remember if it looked back like Patty does in the film. I'm not sure, but it, I just remember that it reminded me of that. I think maybe it was. More just uh, walking along the the tree line kind of thing. It was just very very similar.
0: And did the Sasquatch in that film clip have any resemblance to the Sasquatch in Patterson's film? Did it did it look like it may have had mammary glands? Did it look did it look at all the same?
2: It looked a lot the same. As far as if it had mammary glands, I didn't know. It. You know, like I said, it was only. Maybe three, three or four seconds. Right. Just-
0: How about out, out in the woods then? Any any sightings? Any encounters? Physical encounters with Sasquatch?
2: Can I tell you the other one in my room first? Please, oh please do. So so we don't get uh, ahead of ourselves. The other time, I was just uh, I had just lay down in bed, and <clears throat> it was like a white, misty kind of cloud appeared in my room or whatever, and then all of a sudden it just got really really sharp detail in the middle and it was just a, like the shoulders and the head of a a huge sasquatch was just looking at me uh it appeared like in the you know out of out of the sharpened out of the mist or the of the fog or whatever and that once again lasted 3 or 4 seconds it just kind of looked at me and then it just dissipated
0: was that accompanied by any telepathic communication
2: not at that time no
0: okay Okay, so take me out into the woods then. What did you see?
2: Okay, well, you mean, know, as far as sightings and whatever. Yes. Well, there. <laughs> one time I was sitting with a, with a couple friends of mine, and uh, we were way off in the bush or whatever. And I and I saw what looked like a, a Sasquatch standing behind a stump. And I was looking at it; it didn't move. And I obviously really looking at it for a long time but it was just so motionless i thought okay it's got to just be a stumper in my imagination whatever but uh then um then then my friend noticed that i was looking at it and he actually saw it walk off so
0: How, how large a uh creature was this
2: this this one looked like maybe a juvenile it didn't look too big
0: what color was the hair
2: uh, it was more just like a, a black shadow kind of shape.
0: Ah, okay.
2: Not a lot of definition, but I saw the shape and whatever. Now, <clears throat> there's there's two more that are really, really special. Um, I think this the first time... Well, actually, I guess in the room was the first time I saw him. You know, I never really... It's funny because people ask me how many times have I seen him, and I said like three times, but I don't count the one in the room, so I guess it's four, <laughs> but... Which is odd. I never noticed that. But anyway, the um, uh, there was a, there there was a really special time when when Randy and I we were in an area that we like to go to, and it's just beautiful. You know, the the rivers there and mountains, and it's just gorgeous. And we and we saw a glyph that was um, 3D. Uh, I've got to show you the picture of it sometime. It was just it'll just blow your mind. Um, it was 3D, all peeled. It had, had the X in the A. X means wa- friendship, welcome. A means re. So friendship, welcome from the clan of re. And it had another little one, like tiny little twig, that was woven into it. That also had the X in the A. It was just so intricate. Now we're looking at it, and then right out of the corner of our eye, we looked to the left, and we saw we saw a, a huge guy was watching us wanted to see that and he wanted us to see him too and he was this guy was 11 12 feet tall huge broad just huge and he was like i think he was in a not he wasn't completely in the um, fully materialized state where he looked like a a black shadow but it had bolt and mass to it right right and he, he walked from left to right through the woods. It looked like he was on an escalator or whatever. It was so smooth and so fast. It was just like, went right by, and it was like supernatural. It was amazing. Yeah. Where,
0: what are they leading you towards? What, 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 are they, what do they want with you?
2: Well, they have a message for us. Um, this is actually the main part of it. I was uh, walking down the trail you see they deal with me with energy or whatever it is all about energy we're energy beings anyway right it's all about energy but I'm walking down I'm walking on the trail and I hear something shuffling in the bush to my right and I thought that's Raja say because she was kind of interacting with me at the time the female and um, I just kind of was her and all of a sudden, I got what I call was this love zap and it was, it was like, Oh my God. It was like the most loving. I call it a universal energy, but it was the most loving, incredible thing I've ever experienced in my life. And not only was it that it had a download of information to it. I immediately knew I'm an eternal being. Uh, we're all one, we're all connected. Um, and I only didn't get that, it wasn't only that I got that information, I felt it. I felt like we were all one and all connected. Hmm. It, and, and for like 20 minutes to half an hour, all I could do was I was just saying, oh my, oh my, oh my, it was just, it was, it was, it was quite something. And, uh, what they want, what, what they're, I mean, You know, I mean, these days, I mean, so many people are being contacted by, you know, different messengers or whatever about uh, the universe and about connection or whatever. It it seems like there is some kind of consciousness going on or whatever.
0: Are they interdimensional? Are they extraterrestrial? (laughs) Are they... Spirit beings that occasionally manifest in the physical
2: world—what are they? Who are, so are the, they? Who are they? Well, hang on a minute. I was—I I still wanted to talk talk about this other thing. So anyway, but so, do you mind?
0: No, please go uh, ahead.
2: Uh, so, what their what their you know what their message is is that I think that in order for us to evolve and change as a as a human race, we we see when, when your consciousness is raised, you you can't you, you kind of like you deconstruct the boxes and whatever that keep people apart. You, you can't you can't even think like that. You feel the the connection, the oneness and whatever. So it it their their message is, You know, about, about universal connection and oneness and that if we raise our consciousness one person at a time, the the balance will tilt and that's when the change is going to come. That's when we're going to evolve when, when enough consciousness are raised so that the light outweighs the dark and, and we're going to, that's how the change is going to happen. Do you, do you understand?
0: Sure, sure. I mean, but that's, that's kind of a universal, message that is found in most of the, I guess, major religions as well.
2: Well, that's what their message is, though, is that, you know. Sure.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. So back to my earlier question, what are they? Who are they?
2: Well, I mean, they are physical beings, too. They, they uh, They do all kinds of, I mean, they leave footprints and tracks but, I mean, I, I've also seen them appear out of thin air, so I guess maybe they are interdimensional.
0: I was speaking with Grant Cameron um, yesterday, in fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know Grant. He uh, has the website presidentialufo.com. He's a ufologist, and his first encounter with UFOs was back in 1975 near Winnipeg. That was It was called the Charlie Red Star Incident. And keeping in mind you know the, this part of the uh, part of Manitoba, it's, it's prairie. There, there are not a lot of trees around. and uh, there were I mean the, the Charlie Red Star was a mass sighting. and there were sightings of Sasquatch that seemed to be associated with UFOs and not just in the Charlie Red Star case. I mean there are many documented documented, well, te- eyewitness testimony of, of people seeing. Sasquatch, uh, around the same time that they see, you know, strange lights in the sky. What do you think of that? What's the connection, if any?
2: Well, that that happened to me just the other day. Um, actually, uh, you see, what, what it is about. Like, a, a, thank you for uh, getting me back on a track with my thoughts. I think, you know, like the evolved star nations people or whatever, they know about connection and oneness and all that, and. and Yeah, when, when you think of that, it, it's obviously people who are having their vibrations raised are reaching out to you because if we're all one and all connected, it's good for everybody, right? That we get on board. You know what I'm saying? So the Sasquatch, the star people, uh, they're all, they're, they're all working towards that message. Like I said, different messengers or whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, as far as what happened, The other day, my friend and I were out and we went way, way deep in the woods and it was kind of a weird day because you just can't ever figure out what they're going to do. I mean, you know, opportunity is perfect and nothing for some reason and other times just they're in charge, put it that way. You just can't predict what they're going to do. But anyway, so we're we're coming back after a long, long hike and uh, we decided there was a little place out in the woods where they had a a little – building set up with no walls but it had a tin roof on it i think it was a place where they had a lumber uh where they did lumber displays or they did uh i don't know they did something to do with lumber there or whatever and i guess they had i i'm not sure exactly what they did but in any event it, it was a building and we decided okay we'll stop here we're almost back and we're thinking no nah, you just never know uh you know you have days like this once in a while it almost felt like the energy was like not only not happening it was almost like it was almost like a, I don't know anyway it, it was we weren't feeling anything so we got got there and uh, then my friend said uh, I hear some tapping and then we started getting the energy feeling them. we can feel them energetically when they're around right right Uh and so, all of a sudden, this big, huge rock came, went clanging off the roof like, bang! You know, we didn't see another person the whole 10 hours. This is way, way out there. You know, there was nobody around. We didn't see another person at, at all, the whole, the whole time. So a big rock went off the roof, clang, and then, uh, that happened like four times. Where they, where they threw it off the roof. One, one rock landed right between us. We saw it, the fight of it land right between us, uh, from, we were facing the other way and it landed, we saw it land right on the ground, right, right, just, you know, a little bit uh, further than our feet. And then I also walked up the hill and one landed at my feet. So. It was a bunch of that they were doing. They were, uh, you know, that was pretty neat. And then my, my friend, he's uh, he's really connected. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he said I, I feel something up above us or whatever, and we looked up and we and then we saw a UFO zigzagging. It looked like a, almost like a silver disc or something, but it was zigzagging around and it went into a cloud, and it, it never came out or whatever. Um.
0: What's with this rock throwing business? We hear a lot about that. Were they trying to scare you off, get your attention? What's that all about?
2: Hi, we're here.
0: Hi, we're here. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They've never done anything to me that was anywhere that I uh, thought of as aggressive or or, or anything like that. It's just uh, a lot of people think that. But no, it's just like quite often, sometimes they'll just throw a little rock right in front of you on the path, and it's just like, we're here hello kind of right. thing
0: the what about the smell we often hear about this pretty pungent smell associated with sasquatch have you ever caught whiff of one of them
2: yeah yeah as a matter of fact i've smelt them when they were invisible right beside me hmm. and the reason i know and the reason i know that is because um this is another odd thing my friend and i were right at a, at a lake and uh we could smell them beside us. We knew they were beside us. We could feel them. You know, we've got a pretty good connection with them now, energetically. We can feel them when they're around. It, it, uh, initially, it was kind of like a third eye thing. I got a feeling in my third eye, and then something would happen. But things evolve as it goes on. It, it, but anyway, uh, but yeah, so we, we smelt them, and we knew they were beside us. And then this is really weird. Yeah. Uh, They'll scan you and check you out, whatever. I felt one actually go inside of me, and it felt like a light switch or something was turned on. Hmm. Yeah, it was really bizarre.
0: I'd have to say, Brian, in all the years I've been doing a radio program and talked about Sasquatch, I've never had anyone sort of uh, come at it from this perspective. This is the first uh, I've really heard of, um, this type of communication through glyphs and and so forth is fascinating listen we'll have to um continue this discussion uh we'll maybe down the road we'll do a part two and i'm sure by the time we speak again there'll be further uh, encounters and further glyphs and 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 uh further details uh absolutely fascinating and thank you so much for reaching out to me i've enjoyed this conversation
2: can i just tell you one thing yes um I don't, I don't jump to conclusions or whatever. It's like when you, when you come to an understanding of something with them, they've brought you to that point. It's like an education, right? You're ready to, you, you know what's happening when, when it happens, like because they've advanced you to that, that, that point. So yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is.
0: Sounds like there's a book here, Brian, for sure.
2: <laughs> well, perhaps.
0: Sasquatch glyphs, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for this, and I um, I look forward to our next conversation. Me too, man. Oh, how do we follow you on Facebook? Where do we see these uh, these pictures?
2: Okay, well, my uh, it's Brian Bland from Maple Ridge. I share everything publicly, like I said. I don't want to. I don't want to make anything off of it. I just want people to to. I just want to share the message, right? The love, the whole, the, the, the beautiful thing about them. That's all I want to do. So, everything is on my Facebook page. I've got uh, thousands of clip pictures. Uh, I've written some, you know, little uh, stories about my encounters, plots, um, stuff like that. So, if anybody wants to contact me and, and talk or whatever, uh, just go on my Facebook page and get a hold of me there. I don't really go in many groups anymore because I don't want to be distracted. I find I just find that there's, I'm not saying weird realities, but I don't, I'm I'm pondering other people's realities too much, and then I find, wait a minute, I'm getting too distracted, I've got to keep on my path, right, so.
0: Right, Brian Bland, B-L-A-N-D, Brian Bland of Maple Ridge, that's in BC, you can check him out on Facebook, these pictures of glyphs and so forth, and feel free to contact him through his Facebook page. Again, Brian, thank you so much, I look forward to speaking with you again.
2: Thanks, Richard. It was my pleasure.
0: Thanks, Brian. We'll definitely speak again. Now, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up on Conspiracy Unlimited. But first, let me ask you, do you own a dog? How would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence and eliminate bad behavior and create the obedient, well-behaved pet of your dreams? A woman named Adrienne ferricelli a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained, and no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain, Well, our brains are capable of learning new behaviors because of neuroplasticity. Well, your dog's brain has the same plasticity. And with the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. And when this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com realbusinessbargains.com Coming up on episode 74 of Conspiracy Unlimited an update on the Paris M6 car crashes one of the most bizarre mysteries of the 21st century You might want to re-listen to episode 35 That will get you up to speed for my conversation with Colin Hall on this fascinating story Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett So long for now